back with another episode of your favorite podcast, Wrestling with the Homies. I'm the homie Quan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friends, Jay Cooley, Cooley, Cooley. Peace. Yes, sir. And my boy, Sylvan LeCute. Sylvan, you looking a little frozen there, my guy. was good. <laughs> my boy frozen. Good, up. bro. You, you enjoying your, your mushroom drink? I'm chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? What is explain to us what is that? Cause you you drinking some some weirdness right now that I ain't never heard of in my life. Yeah, that's Look, insane. Man, mushroom coffee is an alternative to actual coffee. And I've been on my health kick, so I've been trying to cut down the amount of coffee that I have. So shouts to everyday dose, even though they ain't paying a brother. Uh they have, you know, some really good mushroom coffee and it's a mushroom base with thirty-nine milligrams of caffeine, but also helps with mental clarity, gut health, prebiotic, probiotic, all the iotics. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just all right, a little almond milk. You know what I mean? A little organic almond right. milk. Very sounds very healthy. It sounds crazy. What would you man. give what would you give that? What would you give that <laughs> mushroom coffee? Five stars? I'd give this mushroom coffee. I give it four stars. It's pretty solid. Four stars. Four stars. stars. Very interesting. Four stars. Coolie, coolie. Solid. I hear you've been doing some things lately. You went to a Larry June concert. How was that? Hey, man. It was cool. It was cool. It was dope. Dope seeing him. You know, he brought out a few people. He brought out Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign. random. That's yeah. random as hell. Dolla Sign. Yeah, it was random. Yeah. Dolla Sign. So it was, it was dope. How would you rate that concert? Would you give that concert five stars? Uh, so a couple of people passed out. That kind of killed his vibe. I'm going to give it a four star. Four stars. Okay, okay. okay. Well, I'm I'm over here enjoying some smart water. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it simple. Smart water for me. Um, I give this smart water maybe a, a four and a quarter stars. Maybe, maybe, maybe four five. Maybe five. Maybe five. Do y'all realize how ridiculous that sounds to go through life rating everything out of five stars? <laughs> so if you haven't ridiculous. noticed. If you haven't noticed, I am taking a little dig at Dave Meltzer right now. And shout out to Dave Meltzer. He's one of the the most esteemed journalist in this wrestling industry. But recently, Seth Rollins came under fire for a couple things he said about Dave Meltzer and his five-star ratings. Now, on an episode of Logan Paul's Impulsive, Seth Rollins was asked about five-star matches. And Seth Rollins' response was, rating wrestling matches is silly. That's a silly way to watch wrestling. And honestly, I tend to agree with Seth Rollins. Now. This is just me personally. I understand if you, if that's your thing, if you live and swear by anything that Dave Meltzer says in his five-star ratings, like I don't have a problem with you. I fully wholeheartedly agree with you. Cause at one point I did the same thing. If, if Dave Meltzer gave it five stars, I knew I had to check it out. And if he didn't give it five stars, then I just dismissed it as, Oh, it, it must not be worth my time. But you know, as we grow and we mature, I start to realize that, Pro wrestling is about a lot more than just what happens when the bell rings. You know what I'm saying? The drama, the suspense, the crowd participation, the overly dramatic promos, the uh, the goofiness, the dumb stuff. It's, it's all pro wrestling. This is a show at the end of the day. Am I right? Do I sound crazy? Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not wrong. No, you you're don't sound wrong. crazy at all, man. So why are we hyper-focusing in on the in-ring action and giving it ratings. When you do that, you kind of dismiss the rest of the show, right? Let's put it like this. Let me get in my bag real quick. 
if I go to the movie theater, right, and I'm going to see a Marvel movie, let's let's say The Avengers. Infinity War. Infinity War, right? And I watch the entire movie. But I sit there and I rate all the action scenes out of five. Oh, the Hulk and Thanos fighting in the beginning. Oh, this is a this is a three and a quarter stars. They didn't do too much. All right, next thing. Oh, Spider-Man is is battling these these nemesis. I give that four and a quarter. It was it was good. It was good. Oh, the Thanos showdown at the end. Oh, that's five, five and a quarter stars. That's ridiculous because it, it ignores the rest of the movie. We gotta understand that. In cinema, everything has a part to play. We're not going to start the movie with a crazy battle between the Hulk and Thanos. We have that battle to establish Thanos as the dominant person that he is. So, yeah, that fight was one-sided. It only lasted a couple minutes, but it was effective because it got over the story that they were telling. Because this is storytelling at the end of the day. So if I transfer that over to wrestling and I watch the first match and it's only four minutes because they're establishing some guy's character as a dominant character. Why am I going to sit there and rate that match out of five? Why can't I just accept that for what it is? Why can't I take that in totality to the entire show? Why am I singling that out and giving it a rating? That's a right. corny way to watch wrestling. Would you guys agree? What happens to just liking something or not liking something? Why do we have to give these star ratings after every single match? And again, this is me personally. I do understand that a lot of people live and swear by these match ratings. And by all means, continue to do so. But for me, Quan of the Wrestling with the Homies podcast, some, some call me the homie Quan, know what I'm saying? I'm telling you right now, match ratings are absolutely ridiculous. You agreeing with That's that, Sylvan? Cooley, you should get your rocks off, man. And then you know, okay. I, and then I'll and then I'll follow up. You know what I mean? Because I, 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 yeah, you should just get your rocks off first. Man. So, so I pretty much agree with 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 everything Quan said. To me, the rating system is ridiculous. Um, the thing about Dave and what he do, he basically just rambles, ranks, rambles, ranks. No thoughts about it. No. Like no long reasoning about why he thinks the match is this is that he just gives it a, a ranking that's it and he keep it pushing. So I feel like if if you're gonna do like do that, I don't I can't even. It's hard to say. How can I say? And it's very biased. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it's very like, biased. It's it's clear he likes what he likes and he dislikes right. what he dislikes because WWE hasn't had very many five star matches yet. AEW, which has only been around for what five years. <laughs> yeah, they got about a hundred five star matches in five years, and that's just ridiculous when you look at the history of what's happened in other companies. Like the fact that someone like Kurt Angle, who many consider to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, in ring, yeah, doesn't have a single five star match, not not one. In my in my opinion, I would give him multiple because the match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania deserved the five stars. Um, the matches with HBK deserved five star, but apparently Dave Meltzer didn't think so. He didn't give any of those matches five stars. However, on the flip side of that, someone like Will Ospreay, who's very talented. I love Will Ospreay, so shout out to Will Ospreay. But he has 26 five-star matches. So what message is that even sending? Will Ospreay, who most of the world has never even heard of, is more successful than HBK Shawn Michaels? Is more successful than 
Kurt Angle, the Olympic hero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio. Will Ospreay is better than all of them pretty much because 26 five-star matches. This is why this, this whole rating system, and shout out to Dave Meltzer. Again, this is just me personally. If you live and swear by this, shout out to you. But to me, it's just it looks silly at the end of the day. Don't make and sense. At the end of the, and at the end of the day, it's all scripted. It's like a TV show, a movie. We go to the movies and watch. Reviews are fun. Don't don't get me wrong. Reviews are fun, but you're giving it reasoning on why you think it's that way, but not rating each match and giving it a three or a five. It's just all stupid in my opinion. It just don't make right, sense. Right. Did you like it or did you not like it? Why? Why? Like I'm not. Oh, this this bape banana, which is Andy Warhol, by the way. It's a bathe in the ape, so don't. don't oh, judge what me a for flex! A, a banana behind me. What but a I'm not flex. gonna go. Oh, this is a five star banana. It's That's just a banana crazy. that I like, bro. It's Andy Warhol. I liked it, so I bought it. Like, why are we giving it a rating? But Sylvan, please zero. Please tell me, do I sound crazy? Because I think I'm making a lot of sense. Here's my thing, man. I don't think you sound crazy at all, and I respect exactly where you're coming from. Now, I don't think ratings are bad or, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think ratings are silly. If you want to rate and do whatever you want to do for matches, that's fine. You know, Rotten Tomatoes is around for a reason for movies. We, we a lot of times we watch, we, before we even see a movie, we go on Rotten Tomatoes, we look at that percentage and we're like, oh, let's see what's popping. And then mm-hmm. we, we go in and we're like, all right, this is how we're going to move into this movie. If you want to do that, for wrestling cool at the end of the day it is television it's scripted television and wrestling is a sport and for a lot of people it's considered an art form get your bars off do what you got to do bro my problem is with dave Meltzer. i think dave Meltzer comes from a space 1993 pwi one of the first guys to really report wrestling on a very very wide level at a point where you couldn't get a lot of access to that and shouts to you, Quan, for like really, literally, like enlightening me on that because I did not. Yeah, know. he was he was publisher of a Wrestling Observer. Yeah, One I didn't know any of that. Wrestling magazines in the world. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. You know what I mean? I only know what I've seen recently. You know, and I respect what he was able to facilitate at that time. But I mean, look, my guy, like there is a clear biasness in how you rate these matches, which is why they don't matter. Yeah, that's straight up. Your ratings don't matter. I don't think ratings in general don't matter. You know what I mean? But I think your ratings don't matter. And here's why I think your ratings don't matter. I think your ratings don't matter because, like we were saying before, there's no reason, no reason why Will Osprey (laughs) should have 26 five-star matches out of 67 Five star matches total that you've done. So he's but Will Ospreay is pretty much the bro, greatest of all time. Then right, the greatest of all Why time. That? He has a third of the totality of your five star matches. But Shawn Michaels has two. Kurt Ankle has none. Like your your rating system doesn't matter at all to me. I don't know the rest of the you know I respect what you've done, but to me you are on payroll. There's clearly a biasness, you know what I mean? And the last 10, the last 10 real ratings you had besides Sheamus and uh, Sheamus versus um, Gunther. Oh, no, not Sheamus and Gunther. Um, uh, Wasn't it it Sheamus Sheamus Drew? Yeah, Sheamus. Or was it Drew and Gunther, I think? Either way, WrestleMania, right? Yeah, WrestleMania and then Cody Rhodes and Seth, but Sa- and mm-hmm. uh and and the Usos and uh Sami Zayn and Usos and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens right. at WrestleMania. Besides those, 
the last 10 star matches that you gave were to NXT. I mean, <laughs> a five star match that you gave were to NXT. There's clearly a biasness you have against WWE, which in my opinion, if you're going to ha- have a rating system, you need to be able to rate everything fairly. And you don't, my guy, because AEW has been around for five years. And I think they have about 25 star matches on your list. We know what time it is, B. And until hey, you bro. decide you want to start moving a, a different way, like none of that lineage, you know, none of that means nothing to me, B. Like you are out here just being on payroll and we see it and we know what time it is. I don't want to disres- on payroll. Bro, I, I'm I don't, not. I don't look, think he I don't, and, 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 and just full disclaimer, I don't know. I don't know, but that's how I feel. That's what's in my heart. That's when I look at these lists, I'm like, oh, somebody's paying this guy. Somebody, somebody so, is paying this man to clearly, to clearly be against WWE. And I hey, have yo, a problem yo, yo, with yo. that. You see the belt in the back, man. A quick, so yes, okay. I don't think note. ratings are silly, but I do think Dave Meltzer's ratings are far silly. Yes, a quick Steve. side note, a quick side note. It wasn't the PWI. Dave Meltzer found it was the Wrestling, Wrestling Observer, right? Observer newsletter Wrestling in eighty two, in nineteen eighty two. I bet. Yeah. Even better. So boom, we respect you for all that. You know what I mean? Res- respect, brother. Like we never take away from the lineage, but the lineage and biasness towards wrestling in general, we see it. We see it in the listings. We see it in your ratings, and your ratings clearly state that you don't really rock with WWE like that. And that's cool. But there's so See, many legends and so many wrestlers that deserve to have five-star matches that are just lit, just don't even exist. See, so, and, and that's the thing. Here's the thing. So, like you said, I don't think that Dave Meltzer is on the payroll. And I don't even think that him giving his opinion on what a five-star match is, is problematic. The problem is you brought up Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is an accumulative accumulative score of very many different reviews that average out to a rotten rating. Yeah. Dave Meltzer is one man, but Dave Meltzer has so much pull in the wrestling community that he almost has like a cult. And that cult takes his opinions as gospel. And like, honestly, I'm even scared of having this episode right now because I don't want that cult to come for us. <laughs> but Dave Meltzer, he's, he's, it's fine to like what you like. We all like what we like. And clearly Dave Meltzer, he loves that PWG fast paced style. That's why all these new Japan matches get five-star ratings. That's why all these a- all Japan and AEW matches get five-star ratings and WWEs don't. But at the end of the day, for this man to have this much pull in this industry, I feel like it's his responsibility to be more fair. Just Gotta because be, like, he dictates the industry at this, at this you, point. You can't be as biased if you're going to have some type of rating system, period, in my opinion. That's just what I believe. If you have a rating system, then you can't be biased about what you like and what you don't like. You know what I mean? Like, especially when people live and swear by it, you have to you have to objectively look at wrestling as a whole and understand why something is great. And when we're looking at certain matches that just, you know, I mean, like under like Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels twice back to back don't have five star matches, don't have five star ratings. But will Osprey has 26. Insane. Like, what do you like? What What do you want me as a wrestling fan, like a real wrestling fan? to think of you and your rating system it's flawed 
It has it's it's flawed. I'm sorry. Like anybody that believes what Dave Meltzer does, I fully get it. He is legendary. I get legendary. what he means to wrestling, and I respect the loyalty that you have. But me as a wrestling fan cannot believe it because there's too many five star matches that have happened in WWE that have four and a half, four, three and a half, and it's unfortunate. So yeah, I think it's silly. I think his rating system is silly, and I, I don't. I think at some point you just gotta have you kind of have to step back and rate everything on its own merit. What was the last facts? What was the last five star match? What was the last five star match that he rated? Um, um he gave. Oh, yeah. Well, he gave <laughs> FTR versus B- Bullet Club Gold. Oh yeah, a one. five and a quarter star rating, which is. It's like, are we doing five stars or are we going above five stars? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kenny Omega has like multiple six star matches, which is that just sounds ridiculous. Six stars, six stars, and, and that was a great was, match. I, it was oh, all these matches that I'm match. naming are incredible, by the way. But I just think that at, at some point you have to give fair ratings and judge things by their own merit and not in comparison to other things. So it's like Nas Illmatic is one of the greatest albums of all time, right? Yes. But I can listen to uh, Dirty Sprite 2 by Future and still see the, the quality of it and rate it fairly based on what the music that's on it. I'm not going to listen to that and be like, all right, well, I like Nas type of music. So this Dirty Sprite 2 that everybody loves, I'm giving it three stars because Facts. it's just not what I like. Like, come on, man. You got to be fair. Like, Facts. Dirty Sprite 2 can be incredible the same way Nas Illmatic is incredible. Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho at Mania, or not Kurt Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho, my bad. That was Chris Jericho versus HBK at Mania. That can be five stars the same way Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega is five stars. If we're going to give out these ratings, let's be fair. But at the end of the day, I don't even care about these ratings because I still like rating matches. It's, it's, It's silly. It's silly. Seth Rollins was right. I'm just curious. I want to know what he rated SummerSlam 2000, the TLC match. Since we going, oh, back. we probably got like three and a quarter. Oh, he was probably three and a quarter. <laughs> SummerSlam, the yeah, we what was that? A money, uh, TLC yeah. match, TLC, one of the best like matches, that. one of the best matches of all yeah. time. Like invented. Yeah. The only reason, man, don't even give me. He probably get that bro. three stars. Somebody Come looked on, that up. Man. What did he, he look, give? Bro, I gotta look. That the money in the bank match from. I guarantee is is less than four. You just can't. can't I like mean, a, Dave Meltzer don't respect bleeding unless it's John Moxley bleeding. You can't be biased, man. It's like you said, bro. Like. You know, like we all know, like the Illmatic to DS2 comparison is completely relevant, right? Like DS2 is a classic. We know what time it is. Like if you were around for that record, you knew what that record meant for that summer. And honestly, for trap music as a whole moving forward, like that is an undisputed classic. The same way that Illmatic is an undisputed classic. That's not being biased. That's just speaking facts. You know, you can have a preference and still exercise an unbiased opinion. You know what I mean? So that's my whole thing with that's always been my whole thing with Dave is that he he exerts his biasness as objectivity when really it's just biasness. He gave it a four point five. Okay, that's pretty. That's that's not okay. bad. All right, Meltzer, I ain't no, mad at you. With that's, that a match. that's a five star match. I'm mad at you, bro. Star. It's a five star match, like match undisputed, bro. Like, what are you that's doing? Probably one of my favorite matches of all time, and right. it, it didn't get five star. But, but but you know what? They get a five star. The Usos uh, versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and that's a great match too. I'm glad it got right. five stars. But like, like for like 
where where is the where is the balance? Where's the check yeah. checks and balances? Seth Look, Rollins and, and Cody Rhodes got a five star match, but ladies and but gentlemen, you guys are witnessing history right now. You are witnessing the wrestling with the homie cast agreeing on a topic. This is <laughs> I, I just want to give this Facts. conversation five stars right now. Let's all pat ourselves oh, on the back because we didn't argue. You yeah. guys are actually agreeing with me. This is yo, I, my heart goes out to y'all, man. This I don't know about the next me. topic though. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Oh God, straight I don't up. Know about what's the what's next? next? Topic. What's, what's next? You know, listen, know, guys. Seven. Listen, guys. You know, I want to. I want to start by saying that I really appreciate. I really appreciate championships in wrestling. They have done a lot for us as wrestling fans to see somebody start from the bottom, not know who they are, come out smiling on some babyface stuff, and then you know, lose a bunch of times and then go heel and then go baby face again, win the championship, win the top of the crown. However long it takes to get there, the championship has always meant so much to me because it really symbolizes the peak of a wrestler's journey. And with that being said, I want to talk about the other company that has seemed to come to prominence in the past five years to be the main alternative of wrestling outside of WWE, and that is AEW. Now, AEW has all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, let me stop. Let me, let me, let me, let me bring that back. AEW has come with a third show. Mm-hmm. AEW Collision. Collision on Saturdays. And it's been pretty all right. You know, I, I like some of the, I like some it's of the stuff they're doing on there. It, it's been incredible. I, I was, I was trying not to gas it. You know what I'm saying? It's been pretty incredible. I like, I like what Punk is doing over there. You can clearly see the Punk influences. You see the, you see the, the promo lead ups. You see the package, the packages. You see the storytelling. You see the presentation. I feel like Dynamite could take a lot from how AEW Collision is moving. But we have a CM Punk quite honestly, the apex of AEW right now on this show exclusively. And it seems as if it's leading to a point where everybody on AEW is going to be specific to their roster the same way that WWE is with SmackDown and Raw. So AEW Collision is going to have its roster. AEW Dynamite is going to have its roster. And I guess Rampage is going to be kind of a tweener or or whatnot. I'm I'm not really sure about AEW. Rampage got to go, to be honest. I mean, I didn't want to say that. (laughs) But but you know but you know you know WWE had you know Sunday Night Heat ah uh, that's terrible I shouldn't have even said that but hey look like I, you know what I mean it is what you know I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying there is there is there is a purpose for everything okay ah <laughs> oh, that's hilarious anyhow. On AEW Collision, we have CM Punk. He's back. He never really lost his championship reign. Um, he had an injury, and he had to. I mean, yeah, more than just an injury. But we just, you know, we are gonna chalk it up to he had an injury and so yeah, like a torn something, right? Like a torn bicep or yeah. Torn he, I mean, my 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 whole point was that it wasn't just an injury. You know, it was it was a whole yeah he uh, implosion you know, of character and media scrum, medium scrums and, and backstage politics. Either way, Cole he had to vacate. Shouts to Cole Cabana, man. Shouts to Tony Khan. I mean, man, I, we saw the pain on your heart. So, you know, he he dealt with it the best way he could. E- either way. This guy, CM Punk, had to vacate the championship, got cleared, came back to wrestling. He's on AEW Collision, away from all the BS and politics. And now he's been teasing in this bag of sorts 
that he is the champion that never lost his championship and that in his bag is a new championship and or is a championship or the WWE well not WWE, the original AEW title. Now we don't know if this is the uh, duplicate of the AEW title or if this is an another AEW or another AEW world title. Uh, we don't know, but he's teasing that he never lost the title and which he didn't, which he didn't, and it's time for him to be champion again. So my main, th- the main thing I want to address is that. AEW needs another world heavyweight title in the picture. Now, I I understand how y'all feel. I, I get it. I, they, they I don't, they, don't they have enough titles over there though? I, I so you know there was a time where I was looking at their titles and I thought there was a lot of them. You know the Atlantic Championship or whatnot. It but is. you know, but they they have eight titles. Dang they have it. eight titles. They have the AEW World Title. Um, they have the <laughs> TBS Title. Crazy. A titles is not, it's bad, but it's not really that bad. When we think about WWE, what we got the Intercontinental Champion, we got the Universal Champion, World Heavyweight Champion, but, we got the Women's Tag but Team, but they have a split the men's brand. Tag team, and, and, and so far, the, Collision hasn't proven to be split. Yeah. Yeah. And I, absolutely, right? I haven't, I, I'm not sure if it's split 100%, but it seems as if that's where they're moving. And I think that one of the main thing, pain points of AEW right now is that we have an imploded roster with limited opportunities and long title reigns. Now, there's three reasons I've written down as to why this needs to happen. Number one, AEW championships. (laughs) I can't believe I even wrote this down. The (laughs) AEW championship has a history of lengthy title reigns that make it hard to expect new title reigns. A new belt can switch up and mix and add unexpected twists and turns, which we need in AEW. We need it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, how long has MJF had this title? Nine months. He's not going to lose it for a while. I mean, Hangman Adam Page had it for a year. Uh, Kenny Omega had it for a year and change. Chris Jericho had it for, I think, almost two years. John Moxley is ha- had it for a year and a half. So, like, so if it's, Punk has a new title, you think he not? He, you think it's gonna bounce around? Punk probably gonna hold that for a year too. I'm not saying it's gonna bounce around. I'm saying it creates more opportunity for more heavyweight championships simultaneously. That's all I'm saying. We need we need more opportunities. And right now, if there's one champion, uh, who else? How long are we gonna wait to see other stars really rise? It's it's really hard. Just being honest. My second point is that the potentiality to build up new stars within an esteemed belt to offset an already large and imploded audience can happen with a new belt we're looking at i mean i don't know how many guys are on AEW right now like i can't even name the entire roster but there's a 19. lot of those guys there's 19 people <laughs> okay. on the entire AEW roster <laughs> i was like well, i know it's not 19 like, people on a title picture. more like 119 so 119 wrestlers on AEW right now and a lot of those guys aren't on tv consistently we know the consistent guys that are going to be on dynamite we know that right. we're right. learning to know the new guys that are going to be on AEW collision not to cut you off, but don't you think yeah. that don't you think that that's the problem that a lot of these guys aren't on tv like i feel like a new world title is so bare minimum a lot of, i feel like wrestling fans <clears throat> always try to solve problems with throwing a title on something like, all right, well, this guy needs something. So let's make him the champion. All right. What about him? All right, let's make him the champion. At some point it's like, we really need guys on TV and storylines that matter in multiple segments per show. That's the things that really matter in this. We can't just, 
cover every wound with a new championship. We can't here's just throw a, a title on everybody here, to solve every problem. Here's the, here's the thing, though. It's like I, I would agree with you. You know, if we didn't have a new television show, we have a whole new two hours of TV to cover on a Saturday, on a, on a Saturday, on a, a freaking Saturday. Saturday. I have things to do and I, I have to make time to watch AEW Collision so you're on watching Saturday night. There's a new championship over there. You watching? Be honest. I'm watching AEW Collision regardless, but we need <laughs> to have people. We need to have people who are champions on a show. We saw it with Raw when we had no champion for how many months? Like four or five but, months. But MJ, MJF has a pin on Collision already, hasn't he? Bro, I mean, we know we know what time it is, man. We yeah, we, we know do what know time what time it is. It is. Like, time it not, is that the rosters are not split, and two world championships only work when there are split rosters, like hard split. These guys stay over here, and yeah. those guys stay over there. But we. We don't and know. History has proven that that never is the case. We don't know if the rosters are officially split, but they're not. No, but we know. We just saw FTR on collision know, doing a five star match from Dave Meltzer, and then on Dynamite know, the next day. <laughs> but we know, we know CM Punk is on one show. That's am I right? He's appeared right? on Dynamite too since he's been back. Yeah, all I'm saying is that if these rosters are not split, because like let's let's look across the street at WWE. When WWE did this most recent draft, we all thought that the the brands were finally splitting. They're making yeah. a new world championship for Raw. It's going to be a split brand. Two weeks later, what happened? We see um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on SmackDown and then on Raw and then on SmackDown again. We literally just had Dominic Mysterio main event all three WWE shows in the same week. So, so clearly these rosters aren't split the way that they so why did it to us. So why did, we need an, why did we need another world champion added to WWE at Raw? Well, they made another world champion so it can just it can feel like there's a title at the top of Raw and a title at the top of SmackDown. Exactly. But because these rosters are still jumping around and intermingling, we all know the deal. Let's be honest. As much as I love Seth Rollins and his title reign so far, who's the WWE champion right now? Like, who's the champion in, in everybody's eyes? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a universe guy at the top. Roman We're never going to see them, as and that's equal. fine. There's nothing. I don't. Always. I don't dispute there never being a guy at the at the top. But we do need another champion to offset these title reigns. I'm sorry. Like, I am watching AEW, and it is a little boring to know that. Oh yeah, this guy is gonna have this championship for maybe another year. So I don't really know how these next, uh, whoever comes up next, I know is gonna fall short for some reason. And it's the truth. Like MJF is gonna have this title probably for another six months to another year, nine times out of ten. We know what time it is. It was the same issue with Roman Reigns. This guy's had the title for three years now. Seth Rollins may not have the title for another year. He may have, and if he does, he may have it for a year and change, and then it'll end up, it could possibly end up switching around. But we have two titles that we can see, oh, maybe this guy might win. Maybe this guy might win that are highly esteemed. And on, on, on top of everything, if you're adding a new show, if you're adding a new show to AEW and you have two shows already that are doing okay, you know what I mean? Your, your main show is doing okay. Your B show is, uh, you know what I mean? And you're trying to get collision over and you have CM Punk saying, hey, I'm the real champion. Give him another world title. We need, we need more. You have more TV time. You have more of a roster than you can handle. 
you need to have multiple people being able to rise up the ranks to build their profiles. Otherwise, everybody's going to stay at their level for the foreseeable future. Mm. And it's the truth. It's no, it's no it dig to anybody. How many people and do I we guess actually that, care that, about over there, is, though, man? Keep it that's the point. Why do we not book, care about man. them? So the thing is, we're starting to care about a lot of these guys because CM Punk, CM Punk is a big star. Whether we like it or not, CM Punk is a big star. Huge so star. him sure. interacting with Ricky Stark these last couple weeks, that's elevated Ricky Stark. Wait, Ricky wait. Stark looks like he belongs in there with CM Punk. Ricky Stark? He didn't need the championship to do it. That's a dude that act like The Rock? He said, <laughs> look, oh, I, I know we're not talking oh, about people look, acting like The Rock. I, look, oh, I, 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 I like Ricky Starks. Walking around I like Ricky elbows. Starks. Like, come on now. Let's I like Ricky Starks. Starks is somebody that I would love to have on this podcast. Ricky Starks is that guy. Show like, some love to Ricky Starks. What's the pose he be doing? He be like, look, man, I like Ricky Starks, man. Can you force I think pose? Ricky, Get the- <laughs> I like Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks is great. You know what I mean? I think he's fantastic. But okay, let's say he go against he goes against CM Punk and he has a two out of three falls match, whatever, or an Iron Man match, or oh, I'm sure Dave Meltzer would get that five stars Some, for yeah. sure. <laughs> or whatever type ready, of match. Ready. Let's say he does all of that and then he loses. And it's like, okay, yeah, good rub. You know what I mean? Good association. Your stock is, you know, risen. What are you gonna do after that? Are you in content to go against MJF, who's in a whole angle with Adam Cole? And we don't know where that's going. You get what I'm saying? It gets to a point where all these wrestlers are just showing up on TV, wrestling, doing their thing, and then keeping it pushing. There's nothing really at stake. There's no stories that are really in line. And I think a big part of that is because nothing, none of it leads anywhere. It doesn't lead to any type of prize. We know who's in line to do what, which is why another championship helps. Because if there's a champion on AEW Collision, World Heavyweight Champion, and it's CM Punk, there's more stakes at risk. There's more things that people can fight for. There's more opportunities. And wrestlers in AEW need more opportunities. They need more TV time. And they need more and they need more rewards, potential rewards. Right now, everyone's just doing their thing. And there's no real reason for me to believe that such and such is going to rise up the ranks and have a chance to do something with MJF when MJF is locked in for the foreseeable future for the next six months to possibly a year. And look, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you as far as having a separate world championship on collision. My whole thing is just that if they do go that route, which it looks like they might be because CM Punk's been carrying his red bag around and claiming that he's the world world real world champion. So clearly they're going somewhere with that. So if that is the case, I'm definitely not mad at it. All I'm saying is that I hope that they do keep these rosters separate so it feels like a separate show with a separate champion and just not people intermingling. Because then when that happens, you start to muddy the waters and one of the championships looks less than the other. And it's probably going to be CM Punk's because MJF's been the champion for the last, what, eight, nine months, and he's been rocking. CM Punk ain't been around. So if he just pops out with a title, it's like, all right, he a champion, but is he the champion? I mean, yes, of course he's, of course. I don't don't want that for AEW. But the thing about AEW to continue to become WWE. I like AEW because it's AEW. The thing about, all right, and I'm not going to respond to that because I love I love the idea of AEW being more like WWE. Oh I'm just gonna, God, I'm gonna get that out. What? Yes, I do. I love the influence. Take take all the influence that you can because what a, what WWE is doing right that AEW isn't doing right. Quite honestly, is character building and storylines and feuds that we actually care about. 
a lot of these storylines and feuds on AEW, hey. we don't really care about as much. We care about the wrestling. We care about the action. We care about the yeah, in-ring right. ability. But people are going in there doing 30-minute stints with nothing on the line. Nothing, it no makes heat. it hard for me to be like, oh, wow, Like, why should I tune into this? Besides the fact Let's- that it's pure wrestling. Let's give them some props, though. Recently, they have been trying. Ever since they've hired Will Washington, I want to say his name is, and also Jimmy Jacobs, who yeah. used to be in WWE, they, they're starting to step it up on that character tip. Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. watching um, Young Jungle Boy become Jack Perry right before my eyes, and I know a lot of people ain't into it yet, but yeah. I see the vision. Like, I see him yeah. showing character more than just this, this wild Thornberry that he was doing before. So I, I'm yeah. digging that. And then also... The other night they were running like vignettes for Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. They were getting over um, AR Fox's character, so they're clearly trying. They're 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 learning from WWE on that end. So I applaud them. Let's give credit where credit is due. They also need to solidify Collision. Let's just talk about it, man. Collision is on Saturdays. There's no World Heavyweight Champion on there. You can make an appearance all you want, but at the end of the day, we know what MJF is in is is going into right now, man. Like he's right. a dynamite baby. We know, we know that CM Punk is a collision baby. This is just, these are just the facts. We know that this is where things are leading. If you want to solidify viewership, you want to maximize your potential, your, your potentiality to have people to tune into this product. You need to put a world champion on there and CM Punk. The reason why I disagree with you about CM Punk just not being a world champion is because he's CM Punk. The only reason MJF was able to get to where he's gotten to is because Do CM Punk was able. Was because, oh my yeah, let me not say that's the only a whole reason. different debate. One of the <laughs> main, one of the one of the one of the major reasons why MJF was a, was able to get over was because to get over on another level was because of the CM Punk a, rub. A, so we can't team. even say that CM Punk is just another you know champion. Like in, in fact, if he got the championship in a lot of ways, he would be the number one champion on AEW right now. He's the number one star on AEW right now. And that's just well, a fact. I guess we'll I guess so, we'll see. We'll definitely um well, go ahead. No, I was gonna say so both of you guys one hundred percent agree that two world champions are better than one. Is that is yes. that what you guys are telling me? Facts. Mm. If the shows are actually split and it's not just like intermingling every week, then absolutely. But if they are, then one championship is always gonna come off better than the other that's just what it is yeah the not, other one's always gonna be secondary like sylvan said day. i'm not disagreeing with him collision does need something because the next couple weeks is looking shaky we all know what we're watching this saturday crawford <laughs> versus spence baby big fish man of down course, like, yeah, we watching boxing this weekend uh-huh. we are not watching collision we'll, we'll tap back in maybe For monday sure. when we find the links online and next saturday is SummerSlam. so Next couple of weeks is looking rough for Collision. So they give CM Punk the championship. Let them rock. Let him cook. Let's get two champions. Two champions are always better than one of me. I- I've said it all the time, man. Like, Except for the I Attitude like the Era. Fact, I like the fact that there right. was a... And you know why it worked in the Attitude Era? Let's go back to that. You because know everybody why it worked stars. in the Attitude Era? Because everybody was No, because know. that championship got passed around like a prostitute. It got passed around from it one person to the next. It made things exciting, though. Exactly. That's the whole yeah. point. You know, these I, championship reigns now. I hated that, though. But I these championship reigns now are lasting forever. So if you're going to have championship reigns that last for one year, two years, three years, 
then you need to have multiple world heavyweight championships oh so that we can maximize the potential. One championship that doesn't last for three years, like we can just have <laughs> one championship that bounces around. Well, that's not the reality we live in. I'm living at. I'm hey. looking at how things are right now. I'm not looking at how they could be. So if right, if well, you're gonna have the title on MJF for a year and it's looking like he's gonna be on there for another year, then you need to get another championship in there, especially when you got right. a major star like CM Punk on AEW Collision. That's all I'm saying. All right, well, you got it, man. Well. <laughs> Shout let's get out of there and let's go to my favorite part of the show jay cooley's rundown yeah, run it up brother what we got around we the got world a lot wrestling. of things we got a lot of things to talk about first of all let's talk about cody rose man and what he said about our guy seth rollins this man said he will never wrestle with him again like is there a heat between Cap. the two what's going on because the last three matches i've heard that they wrestled Cody won. Am I wrong? This is this is straight cap. This is cap. cap is it caperoni? Cap, cap. We all know that they're going to wrestle again. Now it does seem like there is some real life heat between Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins because Uh-oh. you know Seth Rollins sometimes he gets in these interviews and he starts running his mouth a little bit and he has said in the past that like he kind of resents Cody Rhodes for the spot that he has in WWE right now because. He wants that spot as far as like being the guy. Cause let's let's be honest, the number one merchandise mover right now in WWE is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Yeah. So obviously Seth Rollins feels the way yeah, about that. We but know why. at the end of the day, they're going to wrestle again. I don't I don't think that this is that big of a deal. Cody was just keeping it in character. He's gonna wrestle Seth Rollins, probably at WrestleMania. And he'll probably beat him again. Cause apparently Seth Rollins' kryptonite is Cody Rhodes. Look, man, Cody Rhodes. And Seth Rollins is Batman and the Joker. Let's 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 just call it a stack. You know what I mean? We have two people who are just sworn enemies, but equal in yoke. You know what I mean? And they will be fighting for the rest of their lives. That's just, and that's and that's how it goes, right? Like at some point, some point Cody is going to maybe win the you know Universal Title and finish his story, and we're gonna have Seth as World Champion, or maybe he'll lose it. And then Seth is like, nah, I need that title back. And he's going to beat his ass for it. That's just how it goes. He's going to win. He's going to win completely. So they're going to be fighting for the rest of their career. I'm sorry. That's just, it's cap. It's super cap I do think there's heat there. And the fact that there is heat there means that they need to be fighting for the rest of their lives. Because when he first said it, I was kind of confused. I'm like, so he don't want no belt if he don't want to fight Seth. (laughs) Right. And then he he don't want to finish his story with Roman. He don't want to do that. So I'm like, wait, what is he doing? What's going on? Yes. Well, Seth's going to come Cody back and get them three him. wins. And this is crazy. This is a crazy, like, 180 that I've made. But if Cody is the one that beats Roman Reigns, I would be so disappointed. Just because what a 180 is now compared to Mania. <laughs> like, I do not want to see that at this point. Cody Rhodes yeah. has worn his welcome out to me. The American white mare. It was cool at first. But now oh, I'm like, wow. <laughs> get this man out of here. White mare is insane. We love you, Cody. <laughs> We love you, Cody. You know what I'm saying? You don't want out here. Whoa! Shout out to Cody Rose. What else you got, Rose, man? Hey, so next we have our guy, the legend, Jeff Hardy. He says deep down in his soul that he won another title (laughs) run with AEW. And he won a a feed feed with CM Punk. What is this guy talking about, man? I don't want to see another run 
with Jeff Hardy whatsoever. <laughs> I love Jeff Hardy. Don't get it wrong. 08 was his year. I'm sorry. That man was on top. Mm-hmm. But we are in 2023. My guy need a healthy smoothie, some water, and stop getting these DUIs, all right? I we don't want another title. I don't want to see it, bro. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I don't want to see it. Hey, look, I don't want to be disrespectful because I love Jeff Hardy, but they might love they Hardy. might want to check that man for uh, substances because uh, he is out of his goddamn mind if he think he should be world champion right now. Not in 2023. No. Now, look, I love Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. We were all doing swan time bombs onto our bed off the dresser growing up. And I, I'm down to watch Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk because that feud they had back in the day, that was incredible. That ladder match they had at SummerSlam, I, don't, I forget the year. It might have been like 2011, 2012. That was an incredible feud. But Jeff Hardy today, he can barely walk, man. I'm not trying to see him put himself in danger. And we all know he's had trouble with like substances and alcohol in the past. And shout out to him for beating that. But... I don't want to see him putting himself in danger and then self-medicating because of the pain that he's going through. So right. I, I, Jeff Hardy, we love you, but nah, my brother. Nah. I don't know, man. I'm thinking about what's best for business. And that sounds like money to me. Oh, you know brother. what I mean? Um, yeah, I know. I know y'all are, I know y'all are shocked and surprised, but I know we're talking about injury prone, you know, wrestlers, but like, I can like CM Punk hasn't fumbled a, a, a title reign or like a, his career like twice in nine months like he didn't suffer two injuries and have to take like multiple time off and almost cost like the company it's like you know morale you know what i mean so, and yet is back on top and is talking about he won the title that he never lost so and we can is, we can make the same claims that he was washed and he needs to kind of figure it out so and, i'm not so look i'm not calling um i'm not calling jeff hardy washed the thing is CM Punk, you said he got injured the last couple of times he was champion. Yeah, but CM Punk is CM Punk. Jeff Hardy, we've seen him struggle with, like, you know, serious serious life-changing events. Like, this man has turned to drugs and alcohol when, you know, when he's down bad, like, physically. So we, we just, as a fan that loves him, I don't want to see him put himself through that again. Because I don't want that to even be a thought on his mind. I want Jeff Hardy healthy. I don't see how that would like put him in a space where he gotta you know go back to that in the first because place. Nah, he's clearly like, about to retire. Like he's gonna retire. Exactly. That. How old is Jeff Hardy? Exactly, right now? bro. He's old. He's about to end he's his old. career. Give him a t- give him give him an AE- stuff no give him an AEW title. Jeff Hardy is about to be forty six. Boom. He's so about the same a- age as LA Knight. It's it's. He can't <laughs> give him an AEW title reign and let them go at it. Let them rehash all that past beef that they had 10 years ago. That's great storytelling, man. You know what I mean? He wins the title and then he loses it immediately. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would pay to see that. That's good. That's good storytelling. Right, well, we'll, we'll, you know what I'm saying? You're a drunk. You never got it together. It's just I, I like it. Yeah. I would watch that. Hey, business, business wise, it makes sense. Business, business, baby. Yeah, well, speaking of AEW, what else you got for it, baby? Uh, speaking of AEW, let's talk about blood and guts. Kevin Nash, aka <laughs> the hater, <laughs> whoever, <laughs> aka the hater, or whoever said that last week, uh, he was bashing. That, that was definitely not me. He that was, was me. bashing. He was hating. bashing blood and guts for including too much blood, not growing their audience, and for his lowest ratings in free pay per view history. Yeah. So I want to. I want to. I want to lead. I want to point this to Sylvan since you know, 
he's Kevin Nash favorite. What do you what do you think about his his saying on this? Look, man, um, you know the pay per views called blood and guts, you know, and I'm not the, I don't like and I, I don't like blood either like that. I think it's it's I don't like the profuse use of blood. I think it's really dangerous. I think it's and I think using it all the time kind of takes away from the the beauty of when it is used because it feels like it's really really dangerous as opposed to like oh you're John Moxley you know it's bleeding every night any chance you get you know what I mean like I'm gonna bleed out and so I'm not I'm not for it but it is blood and guts you know like that's the name of the show you know what I mean it's like it's like going into a porn store and being like oh man where's the hamburgers like bro it's a porn what? store you, it says exactly it's like bro I ain't you eating a hamburger at a porn store exactly what? exactly yeah, bro, what, like, bro yeah, it's like oh where where's it's like it's like it's like bro like exactly it's like bro you're gonna watch this pay-per-view and be like oh where's the clean restaurant well, it's not a pay-per-view it's, like, it's, like, it's like a free a free TV, a free live tv like event, uh, you know type it's one of those it's one of those aew made up things that you know they thought was cool to do like it's whatever you know e- either way he's not wrong in terms he's of he's not wrong in terms of uh the, the scalability of i guess the of the AEW product i do feel like they've been slipping continuously in their ratings and i mean kwan you brought up a, a really good point before as well it's largely because AEW's product was contingent upon not being wwe at a time where wwe really sucked and so right. now that that's not the case and WWE is hot again, they kind of have to figure out what makes their product really great. And until they figure that out, they're going to continue to suffer. So in a lot of ways, I think Kevin Nash is spitting. But also it's like, once again, my nigga, like it's called blood and guts, bro. Like, you know what time it is. You know what you're getting into. Like, why are you coming in here acting like you about to see something else when the reality is that like it's in the title? That's my All right. Experience. So Kevin Nash I love Kevin Nash. Shout out to love the you. pack. Yeah. Shout out to the click. Too sweet. But Kevin Nash is way off in this. Things like blood and guts are the reason that people even became AEW fans in the first place. People wanted an alternative from WWE. And blood and guts is something that we don't see on WWE TV. And that's what drew people to AEW. But how now, many people? Yeah, blood and guts didn't have the best rating out of the prior blood and guts but it still had a good rate it was like over nine hundred thousand people that watched blood and guts that's like the mm-hmm. highest rating that aw has done recently so i don't think that that's an issue but sylvan did make a very good point when he said that the reason that aw is not growing very much is because a lot of aw's growth was contingent upon wwe being bad because let's face it five years ago when aw first came into fruition WWE was trash. It was trash boo boo in a bucket. It was doo doo. Yep. It was terrible. Poop. But ever since Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon strutted out the office and Triple H came in and took over creative, WWE started heating up. And when you really look back at the ratings of AEW shows, you'll see that there was an overlap. Once Triple H took over the reins in WWE, AEW's ratings started falling. WWE got hot. And AEW cooled off. And that's just what it is. It's a, it's a lot of people that ain't got time to watch 70 different wrestling shows per week. They can only watch one or two. If they can only watch one or two, they most likely are going to watch the biggest company that's out there. So they're probably going to watch Raw or SmackDown and skip over AEW. 
That's the reason why AEW's audience isn't growing. It's not that AEW's product is bad. It's not that there's too much blood and guts like Kevin Nash is saying. It's just that WWE having a moment right now, and they hot. So yeah. AEW got to get back hot, and that's just what it is. Yo, shout out to AEW, man. Get them ratings up, baby. Compete, baby. But their ratings are doing fine, by the way. Like, I don't want to sound like we hating on AEW. They're about to do 70 million people or whatever, 70,000 people in um, Wembley. So Look, I, look, man. They're AEW's, not struggling. AEW's ratings kind of suck right now. And that's okay. Right, you know, they, nah, they, cool. they kind of suck. We, we know what time <laughs> it is. Like, let's just Silvan call it a bean. Silvan is starting not, to Sylvan again. You know let's, the vibes, man. Why are we <laughs> lying? Well, let's not lie. You know, I, I wish them the best. You know what I mean? But they're, they are not in the best place. And it's fine. Hey. It's okay. Seventy thousand people in one arena for an AW show. This is a five compared to WWE. Company. Compared 70, to WWE, they're, they're not doing that great in one arena in for Wembley, a five huh? company. I mean, that's, that's I mean that's let's cool, man. You know that's a Tuesday for WWE, man. Come and on, also, bro. let's just be honest. Yeah, AW's rating. Since we're on ratings, AW might not be doing the, the ratings that WWE are doing, but every time they're on TV, they're in that top five. It's not you, like they're just like. The seventh most watched show that you know, night. But they're like they're, the number three. But they're number also not most they're, nights. they're also not People doing the ratings that, just, they're also not doing the ratings that they used to do. Like why are we acting like they haven't fallen look, off from what they were doing? Like before. the pandemic didn't happen. The if pandemic WWE the was doing the same thing, we would be saying the same thing. Like, why is Raw's ratings slipping again? Why are we down the drain than from last year? Why, we've why is blood we've, and guts? This is the WWE lowest rated blowing. Right WWE is lowest starting to reach. WWE is starting to reach pre-pandemic heights right now with their ratings. We all know it's because WWE is hot. So I'm just saying. We hot, man. I'm not saying saying AEW has figured it all out. I'm just saying let's shoot them a little bit of bell because they're doing all right. I like them. They're not like WWE. I like AEW, you know, but, you know, space is space, man. You got to figure it out, baby. What else you got, boys? Shout out to AEW. Hey, let's take it. Let's take it back. Ronda Rousey, baby. So her and Shayna is confirmed for SummerSlam. And the rumor has it, Ronda will be retiring after this match. Now, now, is this good for business? Because we know she brings a lot of revenue in, a lot of eyes, because she's a former champion at UFC. And word on the streets is she's going right back. Now, let me include. <laughs> it's kind of crazy how Amanda Nunes retired in June. And now, Ronda want to go back. Being that that was hey. the last woman to knock her out, okay, yeah, I get she, it. But um, that's not crazy. She was Y'all remember when Lonzo Ball first got drafted, and every time De'Aaron Fox came to town, all of a sudden Lonzo was injured. He ain't want to. Mm-hmm. He ain't want no he smoke want no with smoke. De'Aaron Fox. No smoke. That's Ronda Rousey right now. Ronda Rousey don't want no smoke with Amanda Nunes. As soon as she retired, she said, "Oh, you know what? I might be back at UFC, baby." Yeah, but look, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I feel bad for Ronda Rousey. I feel oh, bad because God. I feel like WWE fans have been way too hard on the girl, man. They've been way too hard. Like, we forget that she just picked up this wrestling thing a couple years ago. Like, she's still learning. And the fact Five that years people ago. treat her the way they treat her is it's messed up, man. It's messed up. And I promise you, I promise you, not saying that Ronda Rousey isn't a beautiful woman because she is a beautiful woman. But if Ronda Rousey looked like Liv Morgan, oh God. she wouldn't be getting this type of hate that she gets on the internet. People mm. are hating on her and just trashing her because the way she looks. I'm going to be honest. Okay, bet. All right. You know, uh, look, you know, I think. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Tell me wrong. I'm lying. You're Tell me I'm wrong. lying. Yeah, you definitely Tell wrong. me I'm lying because I've you're seen lying. worse wrestlers than Ronda Rousey not get half the hate that she does because let's, of their looks. Let, let's step back, number one. You know, Eva and, Marie still got fans to this day. 
And even Marie's Marie not on television. A, she couldn't Why even run the ropes. But she was bad as hell. She's still bad. I'm about television. to Google her once we get off of this podcast. It just sounds she like it just sounds like it sounds like it sounds like you're projecting what you feel versus what's really going on. Now, what's really going on is that Ronda Rousey is not really a great wrestler. And not only is she not really a great wrestler, she's not great on the mic. And not only she's not really that great on the mic, she's also a big botcheroony. Not only is she a great big botcheroony, she has kind of a quitter's mentality. That's just how I feel. I feel like, and this is just me being me, I think Ronda Rousey likes when things are easy. When Ronda Rousey came into the UFC, she was kind of revolutionizing the sport. She was like Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? She was running shit. Only one kind of in this mod. You know what I mean? Doing her thing. And then it got to a point where that wasn't the case anymore. And she lost. And when she lost, she ran away and went to WWE. And she liked when fans were cheering her. And then when it got real and she had to do the real work, she got frustrated because the fans weren't clamoring to her. She likes the attention. She likes the praise. She likes the accolades. And so she did the best that she could. And the fans still didn't respond. And now that she's seeing that the person that took her out is gone, She's about to quit again and go back to the sport that she once loved and try to see if she still got that old spark in her. And you know what? I don't respect it. I don't respect it at all. It just shows to me that you couldn't hack it. You couldn't hack it in the UFC when you lost. How can we say a woman couldn't hack it when she was like a two, three time women's champion? Like she won a tag title. Like she probably had a great action career. If she retires at the today, actions. she had a great WWE. I'm looking career. at so the, I'm looking at the actions. It? That's not I'm looking at because yeah. she couldn't. We're all we have seen the proof in the pudding. Everybody can you can there's multiple people who have had title reigns in WWE that just it just didn't work out for them. Like this isn't the first person to ever go through this at all. And to be honest, like she just isn't that good at wrestling. She's not good at this wrestling thing like that. And she's not, and I'm sure she's put in work, but she is not willing to put in even more work to be great at it. And it's just, it just is what it is. And so she's running away. If she is retiring, she's running away. She's going to give her friend, you know, Shayna Bates little rub and she's going to keep it pushing. Will this take take a blow on the women's division if she do retire? No, not at all. (laughs) No, we have Rhea Ripley. What are we talking about? We got Charlotte Flair. We got Bianca Belair. Women division will be fine. You know how many amazing you know I mean you know how many amazing women wrestlers there are? Like Jay Cargill ain't been around for a minute. I've been hearing some rumors. Maybe maybe Jay Cargill pops up. Maybe she she show up in WWE. It's oh it's over. It's over. It's over. Jay Cargill. Oh my god. We don't we don't we don't need Ronda here, man. And Ronda, if you want to leave and go back to UFC, do your thing. You know what I mean? But from what your actions, you sound like you look kind of like a quitter to me. You look like hey, man, shout out to you, Ronda Rousey. Shout out to I Ronda. And, and she from the crib. So shout out. Shout out to Ronda Rousey. Man. Right. She went to Samo High, bro. That's hey, down man. the street from where I used you to be live. From, you could be That's a quitter wild. from anywhere. You know, you can you can be a quitter from anywhere, bro. You can be a quitter from Alaska. Hey, look, You're still a quitter, quitters, baby. It's West Coast. Hey, man. Talk about Florida man. <laughs> about to start a Florida West Coast beef. Yeah, what's Come going on? Relax. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to me. What are you talking about? Right. You're still a quitter. It's right, fine. Man. Hey, let's take it to our homeboys, man. The street profits, baby. Ah, yeah, man. Those are guys, man. But recently, they've been frustrated with their wins and losses. They haven't been tag team champions. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> Recently, in an interview with Adam Silverstein, they expressed their frustration. Maybe possibly a heel turn, which I thought that was been going to happen. That's coming. Yeah, that's like coming. It, it should that's come. Yeah, Bianca don't have the gold anymore, so I don't know what's 
was prolonging that situation. Um, so and it's supposedly they're supposed to be re- linking with Bobby Lashley. Do you guys think will they be top contenders of the tag team division if this happens? Absolutely, baby. I mean, the street province is the street province. We were talking uh, last episode about how having a character that connects with the crowd is the most important thing over wins and losses. And the Street Profits have that. The Street Profits been losing matches for months now, ever since Triple H took over, because we know Triple H don't push black people. Like, that's just, it's been established. Oh, Triple H on, ain't man. really pushing oh, why, the brothers. Why, why, why? Hold on, hold but on. But the Street Profits, you can't just say that. You can't just say that. On TV, you they can't get just a say that. Because they you can't just say that, Quan, without coming, without coming with the facts. You can't just say Triple H doesn't push black I mean, black look, wrestlers. let's just look at the blacks under Triple H. The Street Profits have done nothing. Under Vince McMahon, they were tag team champions. And uh, this is not me vouching for Vince McMahon anyway, because, like, you know, I, I hate Vince McMahon. I'm glad he's out the paint. But the Street Profits under Vince McMahon, they were multiple-time tag team champions. Under Triple H, they've done nothing. Omos was damn near undefeated under Vince McMahon. Under Triple H, he's done nothing but lose. Bobby Lashley was a world heavyweight champion under Vince McMahon. Under Triple H, he ain't done nothing but lose. We ain't even seen them. We ain't seen them. Where he at? Where you at, Bobby Lashley? You behind my couch? Where's Bobby Lashley? I can go by the whole list. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin oh, there in the Hurt Business God. under Vince McMahon. I bring under up, Triple H, they ain't even been on bring TV. bring up Cedric Alexander. Wesley, bring... North American Tech right, um, champion in okay. NXT. Carmelo Hayes, right. world champion. Under Come Triple on, H, they do nothing but lose. Bianca Belair, she was women's champion. Triple H Where's looking Bianca like Brock Lesnar, she was, she was, she was, she was, She was women's champion under the Triple H regime. And then she had lose. an underwhelming loss to Asuka, and she ain't mattered since. She was Triple supposed H's to lose. She had to lose. be honest. She had to lose. We know what time it is. All right, that's all. I just, want, I just want to get you. I just wanted you to get you. I'm just saying, look, Triple H ain't pushing the brother. So I, my heart goes out to Montez and um, Dawkins. I, I fill them with the frustration, and hopefully this new t- um, trio with Bobby Lashley will turn their careers around. But I can't say that I'm confident in it because I'm mean, as much as I love what Triple H has done with the product, he's not mm-hmm. pushing the brothers. So he get, he's giving me nothing to have confidence that anything will change in the near future. Look, man, I think that Triple H is how should I put this? I think that Triple H is trying to create new energy. When it comes down to Bobby Lashley, don't involve the blacks. Unfortunately. Yeah, Bianca no blacks, Belair, man. And and I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give a division. I just think that he's trying to create new energy. We've seen Bianca Belair go on a year and a half, two year reign. We've seen Bobby Lashley have his reign as uh, the champion. As a uh, champion, we've seen, uh, we've seen um, the Street Profits have multiple reigns as championships. You can only do that for so long without having some type of switches and a different type of energy. We were talking about it with Bianca Belair having a stale gimmick after a certain amount of time and it just feeling like she's doing the same thing over and over. We were talking about it with the Street Profits, kind of just feeling like they're just here and they're entertaining and they're fire, but they're very friendly. It's just like very like, you know, kid friendly. We want the smoke, red cups dancing everywhere. And then we talked about it with Bobby Lashley, you know, winning the championship and having his reign, but it just kind of feeling like, well, what's next for him? Like, is he going to just do the same thing that he did two years ago with the Hurt Business? That doesn't really feel that new to me. It just feels like something that we've already done before. So when I see what's happening right now with the Street Profits and with Bobby Lashley teaming up together, Bianca teasing going heel, it sounds like there's about to be a new super faction of a dominant black quartet of people who are going to have a new energy that are going to come out here 
and really be like, nah, we run this. And I'm all for it because as far Look, as I'm concerned, just... Bobby Lashley being dominant, the Street Profits having a new edge and going heel for the first time, and Bianca Belair going heel on the main roster for the first time, that's dangerous. That that's new energy. That's that deserving of title reigns. Look, at They the already did the everything day, already. At the end of the day, I just want my brothers on TV because y'all, y'all know how I feel about wins and losses. In the long term, wins and losses don't they're not that important to the long-term storytelling and wrestling fans are short-sighted. But at the end of the day, I just want my brothers on TV because it's not like they've been losing matches. They just haven't been around. We haven't seen the street profits do anything on TV besides a 20 second backstage segment with Bobby Lashley. Like Bro, they're too the good to not time. be around, man. It's I just, just want they them need around. New, they need new energy though, man. Like I feel like every single Give person. Give them new energy. They're not going to get that's, no, new this, energy backstage. I but that's got to be on TV the, to do that. Right. But that's the but that's the thing though. It's like we're seeing the the tidbits of it. I think like it gets to a point where it's like, yo, this is just kind of stale. Like we we've seen this before. We know where this goes. How can we position and reposition you guys to have new energy? So I think that's we've we're seeing it literally on our t- TV screens. So I think I this will. is the catapult. Hey man, shout out to Street Profits, man. Hopefully, you know, shout out to the Street Profits, man. We they love find their way back to the top. You know, now I'm gonna alley you it back to my boy Quan. He gonna give us the Black Wrestler of the Week. All right, so. Like Cooley said on this podcast, of course, we love to pay homage. We love to give our flowers to our favorite black wrestlers, past and present. And this week, we want to give a shout out to Swerve Strickland. Now, Swerve Swerve Strickland had an incredible match on Dynamite with Darby Allin. When he came off the stairs and hit him with that sidekick, yo, chef's kiss to Swerve. Now, I can't believe that Swerve was in WWE and and they fumbled that. How did that happen? Vince McMahon. One of the most talented guys, <laughs> one of the most talented black wrestlers in the business, and WWE fumbled him. How did that happen? Nah, Vince McMahon. And this happened under Vince. This wasn't Triple H's fault this time. I can't blame everything black on Triple H. This happened under Vince McMahon. How do we fumble Swerve? I mean, yeah, bro, you know, man. Vince McMahon did worse to the blacks than, you know, Triple H, in my opinion. But you know, Oh, well, that's a whole different not, topic for a whole different show. Whole but podcast, but <laughs> shout know, but out but to, to Swerve, Swerve for that incredible match. You yeah, are our Swerve, black man. wrestler of the week. Also, Come get also just. Also, just to make sure we we understand how great of a match that is, you know, he beat a pillar of AEW. That wasn't just like some, you know, great match. Like that was a big step in right. the status of Swerve. You know what I mean? He beat. I mean, one now, of the you know, Ar Fox did get involved and kind of caused Darby to match, but we we gonna ignore it all that. Yeah, that didn't happen. You know, all, it, all that matters is that Swerve man. came out on Swerve top. One. Really <laughs> and I like Ar Fox too, man. So shout to him, man. Ar 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 Fox. Up. Like, uh, like I didn't want to get into it, but Ar Fox has trained a lot of y'all favorites. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory, um, who else? Uh, Swerve himself. Like Ar Fox is responsible for all these dudes, and a lot of people don't know. So mm-hmm. shout out to Ar Fox too. Matter of fact, I'm giving Ar Fox our co-black wrestler of the week. He gets hey. it too. <laughs> shout out to Ar Fox. But y'all know what's coming next. Mm. We, it ain't all smiles and high fives and handshakes and kissing babies over here. We got to pack people up, too. Now, pack them up award this week. I think I want to give it to Matt Riddle. Mm. Matt Riddle. I agree. Matt Riddle. Come here, Matt, Matt Riddle. Come here. Let's have a heart-to-heart. I agree. Heart. Let's have a heart-to-heart, Matt Riddle. Now, I think you're very talented. You're one of the best wrestlers in WWE right now. You're one of my favorites. Your whole bro 420, like the stoner thing. I love it. We all, we all, we, we all partake in the, in the, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. So shout out to you for that. 
you got to stop sending naked pictures to people on this internet because it keeps leaking. Your news keep leaking and it's going to hurt your career. At some point, the higher ups are going to say, you know what? This guy's a liability. We got to get rid of him. It's already happened to you in the UFC. You, you used to be in the UFC before you came to WWE. And you know what happened? Dana White said, this guy got to get his ass out of here because he's a problem. Now you're in WWE making those same mistakes. You already got suspended once. Matt Riddle, please, I'm begging you, stop sending out the weenie to, <laughs> to, to people on the internet. This one's See him in too. real life. Meet up with him in real life, but don't don't record it. But this don't record it. Matt this, Riddle, you got to get packed up this week, my brother. This one's a little tough for me, man, because you know, it's with his, you know, it's with his girl, you know, who well, his wife, you know, who's Still, also why is no, it but, that, but that's but no, but that's what I mean. It's like it's it's tough for me to understand. Um, I mean, obviously she's a well, not obviously, but I learned today that she's a porn star. Oh really? Um, which is yeah. yeah which is, so the porn star. So shout that's out to the sex workers. We ain't got nothing. Yeah, against nothing against sex workers. workers you know what I mean? Him. And I, and I don't want to sit here and condone you know any type of leaks of you know people's private life out there. Like that's that's not where I'm at with it. But I don't know how this happens. You know, with it keeps you and your wife. Him. Yeah, but it's like it's one thing to happen with like you. Like all right, you got you know you got your junk out and you know somebody you know leaked something. It's like dang, that's unfortunate. But like with you and your wife, it's like, like how how is that get how is that getting out to the public? Being reckless. I don't know. Man. I don't want to see none of that. He's not the he's not timeline. the not yeah, the smartest not man. To, in yeah, the bunch. Man. And I like to see more regulation around that man. I, you know that that should be really illegal, man. It's that's really private people's Facts. lives man like it's it's not it's like we don't condone that around here man like you really a sucker if you out here just leaking people's Yo, matt riddle lives, matt riddle's career scares me man i can see some mariah mills type happening to him like i can see uh, you, the way she was on twitter oh zion williamson yeah. every every day it was zion yeah. williamson you did this you did i could see that happening to matt riddle if he's not careful man he got to clean it up yeah it's tough so, yeah. you know, I, I wish you the best, Matt, but man, whatever's going on over there, you know, I don't know what to tell right. you. I ain't going with you. Well, who, who you packing up, Cooley? Oh, uh, no, I'm with you, man. That guy, Magarita got to go. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to see that on my timeline. Hey, that's it's, two for it's, two. it's becoming too repetitive at this point. Bro, moving like Steve-O in O2. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> What's going on, man? You moving like Bam Margera right man. now. <laughs> could you, could you, could you wife a, could you wife a, could you wife a porn star? Could y'all wipe a porn star? Oh, this is a this is a touchy subject that I don't even want to cover on air because I can't. You know what I'm I mean, saying she's not touchy to me. You know like I can't do it. People that did a couple things on a couple of That's websites. Cool. Now ain't I'm nothing saying. wrong with it. It's just personal ain't gonna talk preference. About that though, baby. Matter of fact, edit this all out. But this never happens. It's my personal brothers. preference. I can't. Do <laughs> I ain't wiping none of that. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, relax, man. Look, shout out to all the sex workers, man. We love y'all. Yo, we love sex workers, man. Talking about, but I love sex workers. Anything that's gonna get us canceled, we're not standing with that. So yeah, straight up. That's just me. But no, no disrespect. I, I, but nah. Shout out to the sex workers for real, though. Yeah, for real. Shout out to y'all, man. For real. Eh, All right. Who, who you packing up, Sylvan? Man, y'all know who I'm packing up, man. Ronda Rousey, man. You know? Oh, yeah, shout out Ronda, to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> listen, I want you to listen to me very clearly, man. You know what I mean? I'm coming to you as someone who highly respects you. I think you are the baddest woman on the planet. But I also think you're a runner. And I think you run away from problems. And I don't think you face them as accurately as you think you do. I don't think you do well with adversity. I want you to be better. I don't want you to run whenever the heat gets flared up or when things aren't going your way. I want you to stick around and I want you to get better. 
And that's how you win respect from people. And you don't get we don't get respect by running away and coming back when, you know, somebody that you're scared of, you know, decides to retire and you go back to the sport that you once loved when you're running away and you're running away from a company that you couldn't get over in. I don't like quitters. I like winners. And you are supposed to be a winner. The baddest woman on the planet is a winner, not a quitter. But you're moving like a quitter right now. And I got to call a spade a spade. So you not you are, are being a contradiction. Do better. You think she's that's, the that's woman all I got planet? for you? Hey, she is the baddest woman on the planet, undisputed. Let's not get hey, it twisted. Is. I'm she giving her all of our ass. I know she that. can want me right now. I ain't got. If Ronda <laughs> Rousey saw me right that, now that and, that was, and was like, "What's up?" Help you when Ronda Rousey ain't run nothing up on helping you, me. I'm getting. I'm getting the bricks beat off me, and I wouldn't have any. I would, there's nothing I could do about it. But I, I can still call. <laughs> I love a, when his voice get like that. But I could call a spade a spade. You still quitting? Ronda I like Rousey winners, and I know. I know winners. The baddest woman on the planet. She's not moving like a winner. I mean, who well, the baddest no. woman on the planet. The baddest, we woman, still on the planet, the baddest, woman, the on baddest woman on the planet retired undisputed in June. Amanda Nunes. Thank you. Uh, that's Ooh, tough. Thank you. That's tough. Retired that's tough. undisputed. And that's, and, that's, like, and that's and that's tough to say, Cooley. You know what I mean? It's tough to say, but it's it 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 you know it's it's it might be true. You know what it, I mean? And now you're true. running back because your enemy has left, and you <laughs> said, you know what? Maybe it's safe for me to go back to the sport that I once loved. I have no I respect for that, B. You don't come over here trying to do your little wrestle moves and you suck at it and decide not to get better and you leave because people don't like you. That's a quitter. That's a quitter's Ooh. mentality. I don't rock with that. Pack you up. Go back to wherever you came from. And I hope you, I don't know, I hope you do something because right now you're disappointing <laughs> me. Do I just want to say before we leave and get out of here, I just want to say Dave Meltzer looks like the dad from Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, we are out of here. I'm sorry, internets. We didn't mean to offend y'all this week, but I know Dave Meltzer fans are coming for us, but we will Yo, stand together. We're just here to have fun and make y'all laugh, man. It's not that serious. Yeah, I'm, I'm in character, me. baby. I'm you know I mean, don't be I'm running sorry. up on I'm me. It's ridiculous. I'm in and character. Shout out, to, shout out to Ronda Rousey, too, because I don't want her to hear none of this and be like, oh, I'm coming for these dudes. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I, want you, I want you to hear this, Ronda. I, I hey, want so you to hear smoke. from me. I want I want you to be great. You need to be great for all of us, okay? I know about Y'all know, y'all know, you can't do that, then you need to leave. Y'all know a uh, loaded luck slogan come get this work. Let's get it. Oh, come get, the, get this Ronda, work. I don't want no work. That's the title of this podcast. Ronda Rousey, I don't want Love. no work. 